Hello there. Don't be alarmed. We're just preparing your listening device for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. We do this, of course, by filling the radio with water. Don't worry. We're professionals. Thanks to me, you won't even get wet. You see, I've crammed every appendage of my body into the cracks and crevices of your radio, ensuring an airtight seal. By the way, don't touch your on-off knob. That's a very sensitive area. Anyway, I should remind you, we believe in the buddy system just like diving, so don't listen alone. Call your buddy and tell them that Scuba Radio is about to begin. We're going to start a new life under the sea. So, uh, am I going to drown? Of course not. Just stay calm and let the gentle currents relax your every muscle. Under the sea. Under the sea. Did it just get warmer? There'll be no accusations. Just friendly crustaceans under the sea. Where the hell are the sharks? And now, here's your dive guide for Scuba Radio, Greg the Dive Master. And welcome to Hour 2 of the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. CJ's in the studio with me. What's up? All right, so uh, we have the Scuba Radio Scuba Squad connected via the web made up of uh, Vinny Two Tanks, Casey the Tobacco Nut, Jerry the Diver Guy, Bubble Boy, Barry the Bugger, and our special guest from Dive Training Magazine, we have Jerry Beatty. And to you know, round it out even to a whole nother level, we got the Dive God, Mr. Neil Watson, with us as well. So Scuba Radio Scuba Squad is uh, benefiting from a major upgrade this week so we thank them for that and uh you know i I got a couple stories we're going to navigate through and uh get everybody's thoughts on because some of this stuff is kind of cool first one up i think i got this actually from the dive god and that was uh some new materials for i don't know to make like shoes and purses and wallets and stuff out of that is sustainable and uh, I think uh, divers will find this very interesting because it's uh, lionfish leather, like fish leather. They've this company. It's called uh, Inversa has uh, come up with a way to turn lionfish hides like into you know leather type things, like billfolds, purses. Barry, you listening? And, I'm uh, ignoring you. What do you mean? No, you, I think that's pretty cool. That's yeah, yeah. Animal, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get a little fanny pack made out of uh, lionfish right. okay. hides. You would do that, but, wouldn't you? I, I just don't understand how fish skin is so thin. How they can make a hide out of it? Well, what they, they do is they 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 make they process it into yeah. that. They, so they thank you, bond it it to some, they, they bond it to something else. Okay. Maybe no, no. They they bonded amongst lionfish hides. It's all a bunch of lionfish. I they smash them together, maybe use a little goo. No, they use heat to make they them use stick heat. together. They boil it and they they heat it up and mix and turn it into a product that they that can turn. Then they lay it out as a hide, like like uh, what what is like uh, paper, well, like they, the they do, like pulp, exactly like snake, paper. cardboard or something. Snake skins. snake skins they do that with. Is that what, yeah, what you're saying? Any type of animal skin that that's thin like that, they can they can break it down and put in and make it into a. a a, a, a whole bolt of cloth. Sure. Bolt. Called, it, yeah. It's called tanning. Tanning. Is that yes, what they Okay. Know. I don't Leather know. What, tanning. I mean, it's what they do. Well, I mean, I, I never have heard of this happening with fish because you think of uh, fish having not necessarily hides, but I guess they do. You think of the, you always think of the scales, right? But they do have a, a hide, a skin, because well, you skin a lot of fish. 
And, you know, you, I guess that's what they're taking, and they're turning it into some kind of leather-type material out of these lines. I bet it looks really cool, the stripes. Well, yeah, or you can just, uh, you know, color it however Diet. you want. Yeah. Jerry? Well, they, they used to use shark skins for, like, abrasive, you know, like... Uh, Sandpaper-type yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Jerry Beatty, what about you? You ever have you? Is this news to you, or have no, you heard of this? I actually, I actually had the presentation from the company a few months ago. Uh-huh. And See, let me tell you. I mean, it's interesting and it's really cool, but when you start looking at the problems, and it's it's definitely problematic. But the end result is Louis Vuitton. Yeah, is cheap compared to what that stuff costs. Right, so well, I'm it, sure they've got a got a very long road to hoe to get it to where it could be commercially uh, viable. You. Well, but I mean, cool. wh- why it's so, cool. though? What do you mean? Because it's so, uh, um, I don't know, uh, <coughs> intensive as far as the process to make uh, the fish leather? Well, well, you can't fish for lionfish. You have to go shoot them. Well, yeah, That's right. Kind of, you know, so you got to do that. And then you've got to process the, the hot skins. Uh, we'll call them hides for, you know, the purpose of tanning. Yeah. And it's just a very, very intense. Labor-intensive. Ex- yeah. Oh, very labor and very expensive. And you can't count on how much raw material you're going to have. I mean, how many divers can shoot how many fish on any particular day? Hmm. So it's it's interesting, though. I'm glad somebody's at least thinking about it. Sure, did, Vinny. What do you think? Did you see a garment made out? Or you see something made out of the skin? Well, they get yeah. on their website, they got tennis shoes. They have you know oh, purses. The What's the yeah. website? Well, <laughs> the company's name is Inversa. Just Google okay, leatherdaddy.com. No, I don't think that's. <laughs> What you want to? He's going to get Google. out his Visa card and start ordering fish leather. You might, you might try that one though. That would probably work. Uh, Jerry, the diver guy. Well, what do you think? If if you remember Desiree, that works with Simon and Dominica. Yeah, they made the lionfish she, jewelry. Yeah, right, she's making the lionfish jewelry. Yeah, that's a little bit more yeah. obvious though. I mean, yeah. you're just taking the fins and and taking the beautiful colors of the but lionfish. It's still, kind of it. the same process as what she she has to dry them out. Yeah, and then. She makes her jewelry out of true, it. but but it's the fins of the lionfish, yep. which would be a little bit more obvious than turning fish yeah. into leather. I mean, I, you know, they they talk about doing this with lionfish, but I assume they could do this with any type of fish. So you know, one of the ideas, I guess, is that you could take you know like a fish plant, and I, I you know if they don't use fish skins anyway when they're cleaning fish. Generally, you strip that stuff off. People don't usually eat the skin of the fish, do they? Jerry? Yeah, they do. Oh, you're a you're a fish skin eater, are you, Barry? Yeah, you eat salmon. There's 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 skin on there. They they scrape this. The, you scrape the scales off, but usually when you buy the salmon or certain fish, the skin is still on there. Either you eat it or you cook with it because well, it has the fat on there. Okay, I, I guess take that off. Maybe it depends on the fish. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Casey seems I, uh, surprised by I've that. I've never eaten fish skin i've eaten a lot of salmon and different fish i generally leave the skin on the plate some okay. yeah but they still cook with it because it has the fat on there does it does any who who's our fish uh expert when it comes well, to fish fat? Would be the, be, expert. the fat would be on the fish between the skin that's okay you, Most, well, that's, very, that's why they leave the, they leave the skin on you have the skin the fat and then the meat uh neil watson knows what it, except for salmon which they they will leave the skin on one side fish or fillet the skin is cut off uh-huh. no fish you you go in and you have a fish dinner 
whether it's a group or a staff or whatever, yep. anything. Exactly. It doesn't have the skin. Yeah. Go to any it's marina the, where they're cleaning fish. Can. Yeah. Well, not, where it's fed to the sharks and you can uh, make stuff. Boots out of the fit skin. I don't know, but. Yeah, the big problem, I, I, you know, if this process works and it appears that this company has come up with some way to do this, the problem is the smell. Fendish. Fish oh, yeah. fingers. <laughs> it's like Jerry says, I just read about them. Uh, they're successful. They're, they're working, but yeah. their products are all high end. Right. You buy it. It's like you said, Louis Vuitton. It's really high. It's some wealthy not at folks. The scuba radio. It's you not at the scuba the, radio level. A lot of discretionary income for their product. Okay. But <laughs> not this group. <laughs> Sounds a little fishy to me. Yeah. But, uh, it, you know, it is one of those things. It's an interesting idea. And maybe, you know, maybe a big company like Walmart could come out and, you know, come out with the uh, lionfish shoes. I mean, as a diver, Imitation would you? lionfish. It's a little yeah. high end for Walmart, Greg. <laughs> well, no, I mean, another <laughs> company come understand. figure out how to do it cheaper, you know, work out a deal at Long John uh, Silver's or something and take over their leftovers all their scraps and turn it yeah. into shoes for little boys and girls all around the world there you go yeah i know codfish put on your fish codfish shoes, shoes billy <laughs> <laughs> i mean as a scuba diver would you feel uh that that would be a kind of cool thing to say yeah my, my shoes are made out of fish what are you what are you doing to save the planet loser yeah my what, loafers yeah but what are those made out of cow you call yourself a diver? How dare you? You can see, you can see Pia you? coming a mile away. Okay. Hey, who's that? Oh, that's Greg and his fish shoes. He's coming over. Right. Run, run for your life. More coming up. Stay close. This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer, and Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Terek is the best, most intuitive, and reliable wristwatch-sized dive computer on the market. Check it out in the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater, dive computers for demanding divers. Come as a guest, leave as a friend. It's a philosophy that comes from the top down at Explorer Ventures Liveaboards. It doesn't matter if you're traveling solo with a buddy or group. Explorer Ventures does the liveaboard dive experience right. For proof, no Explorer Ventures has one of the best repeat customer stats in the dive industry. They're also the official liveaboard company of Scuba Radio. You've likely heard us talk about Explorer Ventures Scuba Radio Scuba Cruise trips many times, and we invite you to join us on the next one. However, whether we're on board with you or not, I'll bet an Explorer Ventures Liveaboard trip will be one of the best dive experiences you've ever had. It just doesn't get any better. Saba St. Kitts, Turks and Caicos, the Galapagos, Maldives, Indonesia, humpback whales, and the Silver Banks, new destinations and itineraries are being added all the time. Call one of their talented travel consultants to find the Explorer Ventures Liveaboard experience that's just right for you. 1 800 322 3577. That's 1 800 322 3577. Or visit ExplorerVentures.com. That's ExplorerVentures.com. Scuba action star Mike Scott is back in a new audiobook, Cayman Cowboys, Reefs Under Pressure. From author Eric Douglas comes the one that started it all. Listen as Mike deals with submarines, kidnapping, betrayal, and more. He didn't even have fins or a mask to let him see in the water. He was going to be slow and blind. If it weren't for the float, he knew there would be no way he would ever make it to the surface. Download Cayman Cowboys or Oil and Water, Return to Cayman, Turks and Chaos, and Lionfish at Amazon, BooksbyEric.com, and Audible.com. Ha, 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 ha.
Surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. You don't know me. I don't know how to swim. Y'all want to go dive in a pool? It's just ridiculous. I know y'all want to go dive in a pool. My dive master is like, Come out! Don't worry about it. Come out! He'll be fine. Let's go! I know what you're thinking. Let's get soaking wet! This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. CJ's in the studio with me. We got the Scuba Radio Scuba Squad. Uh, connected via the web, Vinny Two Tanks, Bubble Boy, Casey the Tobacco Nut, Barry the Bugger, Jerry the Diver Guy, uh, and the Dive God. Uh, it, it is a ton of talent. Boy, I said... Almost I, too much. Yeah, almost too much. It's overflowing, but we figured we had to just take it to another level, so we brought Tim on from Shearwater Research. Tim, welcome, and uh, how are you? Doing really good. How's it going? Yeah, good, good. Now, now Tim is one of the, like, uh, well, what's your official title at Shearwater Research? Those, uh, I'm a technical class. product manager. All right. So, and that uh, means like. I, I complain I complain at the engineers about what we need to do to make diving better. There you go. And, and uh, you're That's a diver right. yourself, just like I think probably every employee there at Shearwater. I'm, I'm a longtime diver. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, got a, we got a few of them. That's for sure. Yeah. And you guys ha- have some big news. You're not making uh, your computers out of fish skin just yet. That could happen in another year or two. That's another. We're not supposed to talk about the new stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right. We'll see. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to spill the beans just yet. But but the, how do you get rid of the smell? Uh, just quiet. That that's uh, proprietary <laughs> knowledge. That yeah, not your hand. Yet. But uh, but Tim, when it comes to uh, Shearwater, you guys just made a big upgrade to two of your mainline computers, right? Yeah, really excited about this one. Uh, you know, I come sort of from a background of all kinds of diving, but uh, a lot of technical diving. Uh, so we made a, a pretty big upgrade to our flagship computers, the uh, the Perdix, which is like the best-selling uh, computer we have, and the uh, and the Petrol, which is like our old faithful, uh, and also the computer that is the, the base of all of our rebreather controllers, all the rebreather monitors. So it was really one for the... Uh, one for the, the kind of the old timers uh, in upgrading those products, and I'm really excited about it. Nice. Well, uh, you know, uh, Shearwater is the dive computer for any diver in the know. I mean, you guys have come on so strong in the industry and just basically taken over that particular category in the dive industry <laughs> like no one's business. I mean, they're the they're the iPhone of dive computers. I mean, it really. I mean, I don't know if they like to say that. But it's the truth. They're easy. They're and and just everybody who knows uses it. I have a Tarek. I know Jerry the diver guy has one. I mean, I think several of our crew use uh, Shearwater dive computers. And I mean, uh, we we always appreciate the like the flattery. But yeah. I always say to people like, tell us what's wrong with it. You know, we need something. To, you're gonna get all the engineers fired. You tell us what's perfect. <laughs> well, we need something to do. Maybe, maybe. But but you guys do listen uh, to the divers, and and they constantly are coming up with uh, new ideas like, hey, I like this feature, and that's that's how you end up in, improving them, 
right? And and you come out with these new upgrades and things like that. Because not only those two new uh, computers came out, but there's software or firmware updates for what the entire line is. That right? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Uh, so we have two basic code bases that we call them code bases, um, which is the software, the firmware for our computers. We have what we call the petrol code base, which is all of our, you know, like obviously the petrol, but also the Perdix and the Nerd. They all run the same firmware like base. And that's great because it makes it uh, really easy to maintain them. If we want to do a bug fix or an upgrade to one, we can do it to all of them and it's the same amount of work. And then the other one is the Taric, which is on a different code base because, well, it's around yeah. uh, and it's got four buttons and it's, you know, it's a different format. So those are the two code bases. And we like to do sort of updates to each of them, uh, you know, not necessarily one, then one, then one, mm-hmm. but, uh, but we want to keep them both sort of the same kind of premium level. Got it. Uh, so last time, uh, uh, we did a, a, a Taric upgrade, um, first, and then we came out with the, oh, that was a big, that was actually a pretty big upgrade we did on both at the same time, which was introducing side mount mode, um, mm-hmm. and a few other features there. And this time we just took a really big stab at upgrading the whole, whole petrol code baseline. So like you said, not only was the hardware of the Perdix and Petrol improved quite a bit, but also the firmware for the whole code base is kind of leveled up. So it starts off with the, the the new computers getting those updates just because, you know, you got to do one thing at a time. Yeah. Um, but all of those features that are hardware compatible with the old computers. So everyone out there with a Perdix, everyone out there with a Petrol or a Nerd is going to see those upgrades uh, as well. As long as the hardware works for it, that we'll move all those new features to the old computers, too. Very nice. Now, what what are some of the features of this new uh, upgrade, by the way, so, that so, divers might find useful? Yeah, well, I'll start with the hardware stuff because uh, I think it's the stuff that I'm most excited about. Uh, it's hard being on radio when you have, like, physical props, right? Right. Um, but uh, Welcome to so, our hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, ups and downs, I suppose. <laughs> That's right. It um, is. Hey, the, the good side is they can't see me. And... <laughs> The good side is they can't see me. That's probably, I'm making yeah. I'm making no uh, no comments on the attractiveness of the uh, hope stone that on the record. Twenty five years, I'm used to it. Don't worry. <laughs> so um, yeah, so starting with the the petrol, which is probably the one that people didn't see coming as much. Um, you know, we made I would say the, the the standout feature and the really big change is that we've gone back. I say gone back to an OLED screen. So that's the same screen technology that we have on the Taric. Um, there's really black blacks, uh, the really vibrant colors, super, super bright. Um, so we brought that to the petrol as well as increasing the screen size uh, a little bit. So it's the exact same size um, uh, case. Like the computer hasn't changed size at all yeah. or shape. So everyone who knows how it works, it hasn't changed, but uh, I don't know if you can see that, but the screen is just like violently bright. Sure. I would say. And, and if a lot of people, uh, you know, they, they say, tell me, you know, why did you get a sheer water? Well, in the end, it was the easiest way to see the information. Yep. You always get this, oh, my eyes are going. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, I'm with them on that. I, you know, diving up here in, in Canada, sometimes the visibility, it feels like you're going blind, right? Right. Um, well, or but- <laughs> age is getting to you. I mean, I mean, I remember when I got my Tarek, I was a little concerned, uh, being that it's a wrist mount type of uh, dive computer. I'm like, oh, I can't see up close. But I had no problem whatsoever with my Tarek for the same reason, because the numbers are nice, big, bright, and just super clear. And uh, even yeah. if you're challenged a little bit with age or whatever, you can see good. I see, bet Jay? that brightness really helps when you're diving in maple syrup. Yes, of course. <laughs> 
but uh but yeah it, it's good stuff and you guys are always looking for ways to upgrade and uh just give us uh just one more extra yeah. you know level of well, of stuff th- of so quality. there's two there's two really cool things that uh got updated on uh, that i want to talk about so the first one is vibration which i think is you know people have seen on you guys have Terex, you've seen it forever yeah it's been on the peregrine so now we have vibration on everything, on oh, all the sweet. computers. So the Perdixes, the Petrels, everything's got vibration. I'll throw out one more really fast, yeah. and, and that's AI. So we've, we've thrown air integration on the Petrel as well. Uh, now it, it's got AI too. So they all got AI, and they all yeah. got vibration. They're always pushing the limits yeah. to another level to make uh, diving safer, more enjoyable, and just cooler. Tim, really appreciate uh, the update and, and the work you guys do at Shearwater. Shearwater.com is the website. That's all you have to do and find out about all these updates and then some. Thank you so much, my friend. My pleasure. Have a great one. We got more coming up on the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Scuba. Come as a guest, leave as a friend. It's a philosophy that comes from the top-down at Explorer Ventures Liveaboards. It doesn't matter if you're traveling solo with a buddy or group. Explorer Ventures does the liveaboard dive experience right. For proof, no Explorer Ventures has one of the best repeat customer stats in the dive industry. They're also the official liveaboard company of Scuba Radio. You've likely heard us talk about Explorer Ventures Scuba Radio Scuba Cruise trips many times, and we invite you to join us on the next one. However, whether we're on board with you or not, I'll bet an Explorer Ventures liveaboard trip will be one of the best dive experiences you've ever had. It just doesn't get any better. Save us St. Kitts, Turks and Caicos, the Galapagos, Maldives, Indonesia, humpback whales, and the Silver Banks, new destinations and itineraries are being added all the time. Call one of their talented travel consultants to find the Explorer Ventures liveaboard experience that's just right for you. 1-800-322-3577. That's 1-800-322-3577. Or visit ExploreVentures.com. That's ExploreVentures.com. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Hi, my name is Max. Please keep listening to Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. This baby's going to put me through college. You're way off. I say you're way off this time, son. And now, here's my dad, right the dive master. Ah, memories. Remember when Max was so cute there, CJ? So little there. He's, he's literally off on his honeymoon right now, halfway wow. around the world. He's a little older now, and uh, it did get him through college. This goofy little show. And I know someone who can relate to this is Captain Slade because he just became a grandfather. He is with us on Scuba Radio right now. Captain Slade, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm here in there, buddy. And yep, Grandpa Slade. That's right. Uh, how is the little one, by the way? Well, she's, I think, five weeks. Uh, what the heck is today? Tuesday, yesterday, she was five weeks. Okay. And- I'm getting copious amounts of pictures every uh, every day on the phone, and I get to see her when I go over there. Scott lives about two miles from the shop, so I'm over there pestering the heck out of her a lot. I'm trying to keep the, uh, the dive boat talk on the dive boat, not in front of her. Scott yes. smacks me up. 
Exactly. Yeah, she's going to recognize uh, her grandfather either by uh, his curse words or his belching, is my guess. It'll be one or the other or maybe a combination of them, but uh, but it's all good. Sky and honor, so there you go. That's right. That is so, so true. So uh, Captain Slate has been, uh, well, He, you know, we went down to the Keys and did our first broadcast of Scuba Radio with Captain Slate down there in Key Largo. Uh, 25 years ago and uh we were just down there a few weeks ago catching up and it was a good you know it had been a long time since we'd been down there and we caught up quite a bit and, and had a lot of fun uh but we're doing a special show today captain slate for people that may not know you know some of your background because you've been doing that uh well the creature feature down there in the keys and just having a dive operation there in key largo and isla Morada for i don't know how many years has it been four, four years 44, is that what you said? Yes, sir, 1978. How about that? So what got you into diving when you started, uh, you know, back in the day like that? Well, honestly, and you see his picture with me on the, on the wall in the shop when I was at his 80th birthday party, is Sea Hunt. When I was a kid in the late 50s and early 60s when it was on on show, yeah. I was glued to TV, and I, I was a Boy Scout, so I was in the water all the time, and uh, swam, snorkeled at, I can't even remember how early, and, you know, eight years old, six years old, I don't know, and um, I just had to dive, so... Yeah dive shops in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, so I went to the heart, I mean, to the sporting goods store, Bocock's Child, and ordered me a Healthways double hose regulator. How about that? Do you still have that regulator, or you wish you did? Yeah, it's sitting in my display case. Oh, I figured as much. A lot of people that started back in the day like that still have that. Do you, Neil, do you still have your first reg or set up, or did you get rid of that back in the day? I, no, I still got a double hose. Okay. Sure. All right. So, I mean, uh, but but you still have yours in your little display case there. So that's what got you started. And you credit uh, Lloyd Bridges and Sea Hunt for inspiring you to become a diver uh, in your early days, huh? Yep. In July of 1963, I went down to the local rock quarry. And, of course, none of the people there were certified. It was uh, one or two of the Wake Forest University Dive Club guys there and actually showed me how to hook the regulator up to the tank. Yeah. And off I, and off I went. Yeah. And, and then at what point did you decide, well, hey, I'm going to be like uh, the dive god Neil Watson and run a dive operation in the Keys. Uh, was he before you or were you before him? Oh, he was before me. I knew who he was before I ever met him. Yeah. And he, you know, I knew him from got friends that had dove with him. And uh, I said, what the heck? So I moved from North Carolina to Florida in 1972 and started, of course, becoming a dive instructor, became a boat captain over a period of about five years and uh, diving, diving, diving. And moved to got a partner and moved to key largo in 1978 and opened the shop there and went to the small business administration and bluffed them into fifty thousand dollars to buy a boat how about that <laughs> and you're still using the boat to this day yes, <laughs> is, I am. yeah I mean, is that no, the lost bought it. yeah who bought it <laughs> what I, I bought the boat <laughs> oh that's right neil bought the boat that's right it's over in the bahamas now is that right you know, but not not my original, but the the second one I had. Oh, the second um, one. Okay, right. And it's sitting at his dock. Okay. And for months, for months um, 
Neil Jr., you know, didn't take the, the logo off of it. Yes. And everybody, everybody's coming in my shop going, damn, you got a bunch of Bahamas? I said, yeah, man, I sure do. <laughs> oh, it's family. That's right. It's all within family. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, Captain Slate's Atlantis Dive Center, and the name of the boat was a lost continent, right? Yes, sir. Tying in with the Atlantis theme, the whole thing. I like it. I like it. So when you uh, first met Neil Watson, who's with us uh, today as well, is uh, did his reputation, you know, preclude him? Did, did you kind of go, uh-oh, I, uh, I'm about to meet uh, a guy I've read about in Skin Diver Magazine or something like that? Was, this, was that kind of meeting, or did you just know people that knew him uh, when no, you guys first met? Uh, I went over on one of Neil and mine's uh, mutual friends who ran out of the Keys to Neil's and, and other sites in the Bahamas, a guy named Tom Greeno, another crazy wingnut kind of guy. Yeah. And I went on Tom's boat and, you know, stepped off at, at, at South Bimini at his dive shop, and there he was in living color. And, and within, shoot, an hour or two, we were off diving with him, which was the craziest thing in my life up to that point. I, I met him, and he knew who I was, and I knew who he was. But, of course, I, I felt like I, I won the, pri- or the prize on meeting someone special. Yeah. And then we went off on a diving wall, and Neil is always going to do something insane in the water. And right. He had one of those backpacks that you step off your back. They just have the shoulder harness on it. Yeah. And we're just swimming along the wall. And I just met him. And he takes the backpack off, his tank off his shoulders and hands it to me, takes a breath, and dives down a wall. So here I am at, I don't know, 120 feet. Neil disappears under the wall. And I'm thinking, I'm swimming along with Neil Watson. I got his scuba gear with 120 feet. Oh, my God. And, of course, <laughs> Two minutes later, he comes up, taps me on the back, and I give him his tank back. And so that was my introduction to Neil Watson. Well, that so. that sounds like Neil, all right. Uh, you know, he he has a reputation for going pretty deep, and uh, especially back then, for sure, right? <laughs> That was 1979, and of course I knew all of his records and knew it. And, and I thought, here I am with the dive god at 120 feet holding his tank, and I don't even know where he is. <laughs> That's Neil's version of hold my beer. That's right, yeah. hold my tank. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. At that point in your diving career, were you already doing the creature feature thing down there in the Keys, or was that even before that? No, I, I came down to open up in 78, early 79. The guy, the, the Steve Clem, uh, who was called the Pod Piper Penny Camp Park, befriended me next door. He was in the next marina, and he, we befriended each other. And he said, Slate, you dive every time the bug goes out. I got to show you well, what I do. I said, I've already seen you do it. And he said, you got to take it over. He said, I don't want to feed anymore in the winter. He said, I'm getting old. And I think he was like 68. And I said, heck yeah, man, I'm in. Hmm. So uh, there you go. That started that in, in, in the summer, maybe the spring of 79. And uh, now he's known for feeding fish with his face. Oh, uh, hell to yeah. this day. And God bless him for it. He was our one of, well, he was our first guest on Scuba Radio, too, because I figured anybody crazy enough to do that would be an excellent guest on this new show that I, we had started called Scuba Radio. And you lived up to my expectations there, Captain Slate. Thank you. And you did mine. Here we are 25 years later. I got to get another quickie about Neil. So we get back to the dock. Hold on. Let, let's take a quick break. It sounds like this is going to take a bit. So let's take a quick commercial break. We'll come back and find out. 
We're going to share some fish tales with Captain Slate about uh, the dive guide. Neil Watson next on the world's first radio show devoted to diving. This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. We have champions from every continent, so please, everyone, turn their intent. We are dive champions, my friends. Let's be friends. is the world's first radio show devoted to dive champions. I am Greg the Dive Master. And man, we got a real treat right now because we have not only the dive god Neil Watson with us, but we have Captain Slate from Captain Slate's Atlanta's Dive Center from down in the down in the Keys with us right now and they're sharing tales about each other now. <laughs> you know, I this wasn't planned. I was just going to go a little deeper into their past individually, but you know, they uh the the streams have already crossed. And uh, we've opened this can of worms. So you have a uh, a story about what meeting the dive god Captain Slate or what? What happened after we did the wall dive where he <laughs> hit me a tank and swam away at yeah. 120 feet? That was scary enough. And but of course he showed back up as always and said thank you. And we did the dive and came up. And then we get back to the dock and went out of his house and I met his wife Vicky. So we're talking. And, of course, you know, I ask everybody, where are you from? She goes, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh-oh. I said, that's where I'm from. Yeah. Uh-oh. So, go figure. Yes. Well, I'm figuring. I mean, does it keep going? Because I have a feeling we're going to hear something. Because every yeah, back in the back uh, back in that day, everybody was related to everyone, kind of like uh, Jerry's neck of the woods, right? Hey, easy now. Just because I'm from Tort Bristol, I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well. See, my, my father and her father worked for the same company. Uh-oh. <laughs> R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company. Well, you know what they say about North Carolina? Nine million people and eight last names. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. But as far as we know. Oh, I'm you, glad they can't say that about me now. Yeah. But as far as we know, officially, you weren't uh, blood-related. Uh, is no, that, uh, no, no, not that we know. But it didn't matter because... Uh, wait, Neil ended up uh, ditching her and, and going with, what, three more? Is that what it was, Neil? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, Neil, I don't know. You can fill in that gap, can't you? Or can you? Or wait, have you blocked it out, Neil? What do you think? Do what? I said uh, you can fill in that blank, or have you blocked that whole segment of your life out? Because you were afraid you were related Which to one? Captain Slate. Slate. Oh, yeah. We're we're we're. We're brothers by different mothers. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They, surely there's a commonality between the gene pool there somewhere, because yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. Actually, crazy enough. Actually, my, my grand, 
granddaughter, which is like a model now, and Slate's son, which is like a really good-looking kid. Yeah. And they happen to be the same age. And I was thinking, well, maybe I should introduce my granddaughter, Kayla, to Hunter. Uh-oh. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. <laughs> what? Nothing. These, these genes should never mix. Yeah, well. This is, like, this is insanity. This should never happen. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I have no doubt it would produce a very interesting offspring. And I'll just leave oh, it at that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I knew Captain Slate would be a great guest. And I think it was, uh, I think Neil was right before Captain Slate. And, and back in the day, uh, Neil called Slate. Is that how it went when you uh, told him about, about Scuba Radio, Neil? How did that story go? Actually, I think, no, it was the other way around. Slate called me and he said, you know, there's, there's this kid. He's starting this stupid show. It's going to be like a a show devoted to diving yeah and i said you know this has been tried before and he said well you know talk to him so i i called him called you yeah and talked a little while scheduled the show and i right. called slate back and i said you know slate dude this is sounds like a really really nice kid and um and i'm, I'm gonna support his show but my god i hope he don't give up his day job <laughs> This will never fly. <laughs> this will never work. That's right. But Neil was nice enough to keep those thoughts to himself for several years. Yeah, I suppose yeah. to burst my and, bubble there in the I, beginning. And I still come on the show, and I'm still convinced. This will never fly. <laughs> that's right. I mean, what Greg lacks in talent, he makes up for in persistence. Yeah, that's right. That is so true. Yeah, here we are 25 years later doing the same damn nonsense. Well, and, uh, we're just too dumb to stop, I guess. Yeah. We know the most famous show was Neil's 60th birthday party. That was a good one. There, there's been several, but yeah, from Neil's hot tub uh, on his 60th birthday, that was the one time on Scuba Radio where I cursed live on the radio because uh, I was so relaxed. That was that one should, should have been video, live video. Oh, God, no. We'd all be in jail. Are you kidding me? That'd be you, You've heard of this Me Poo movement. We don't want to get wrapped up in that, but, uh, but yeah, good times, good times indeed. But, uh, but yeah, Slate. So, I mean, as far as what you're doing now, I mean, the kids are starting to, to help you out. I mean, Sky has their own operation down there in the Keys, that, uh, Island Girl snorkel operation there at the Islander Resort. And then is, uh, Hunter, is he working with you at the, uh, at the dive operation down there with you too now? Yep, actually both. He uh, does her mostly during the week and me on the weekend. So both kids are driving dive boats, snorkel boats, and and Hunter has the uh, additional uh, fishing boat. He's got a real life backcountry boat, which he really likes. I think better than diving. Yeah, but he great diver but he loves to fish and he's got that boat in, in getting tuned up now again it's a, it's a i mean authentic backcountry uh fishing boat and he got it from greg poland who was the backcountry guy that taught him how to do it yeah and it's uh and and he's just excited about starting that and of course sky's been a full-fledged dive boat captain and and running snorkel boats for um, over shoot nine years now yeah and yeah 
Yeah. So she's uh, she knocks that out of the park, man. She drives them both. She come she's coming up now and helping me more, and it's great. I bet it is. Now, after all these years, this is a question for both you and Neil. I got to ask. You know, uh, when you go down and just you're, you're diving. Uh, do you still get that kind of feeling that you just, gosh, I love my life? Or, I mean, well, I don't know, what, what goes through your mind? Do you still have that same kind of rush as uh, when you first started to scuba dive? Or, I don't know, what, how, how would you describe how you feel about just going down and having a good dive every now and then? Or like when we went down and did the Spiegel Grove a few we weeks ago. That was the one I was going to mention. Here yeah. we are. 20 years later, sunk the grove. And, of course, any any shipwreck is, is cool as heck because yeah. it's, a eco, it's an ecosystem on it by itself. But the grove I was so involved with in the sinking, the, the leader of the uh, – I was the leader of the team that, that – secured the ship and brought it down here and and uh and, and here it is on the bottom yeah. and it was just it, we're diving with you too and it was just great i mean the life on the ship and the, and, and really when you think on these ships the the ship is not dead you know it doesn't go to scrap it right. lives on yeah yeah and now it was an honor for me to be on that dive with you Captain Slate. no doubt about that what about you neil when you go down and you do a dive, do you still have that kind you know, of feeling? After just shy of 70 years of diving, the worst sexual encounter I ever had in my life and the worst dive I ever had in my life, the only similarities is they were both great. <laughs> so, yeah, there's no such thing as a bad dive. I like it. Yeah. Spoken like a dive god. No doubt about it. There you go. Words of wisdom. From some dive industry <laughs> legends right there on today's big show. That uh, You know, do, do you feel special, CJ? That's a good one. This yeah. is a good one. Yeah, there yep. you go. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. What good stuff. Man, I feel so honored. Words to live by and to dive by. We'll leave it at that for this week. Till next time, remember, it's always better. Where, gang? Down better. Safe diving, everyone. You can hear it on Scuba Radio. The world's first scuba diving show. From Captain Ron to Jock Stowe. They all love Scuba Radio. On the boat or down below. If you want to stay in the know. If you be pressurized there, you'll want to be there on Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Scuba Radio. This seems the logical place for fish to congregate. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past editions of Scuba Radio worldwide over the Internet at scubaradio.com. So we're in international waters? Indeed so. Tell a friend and buddy up with your radio every week for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Well, it's all very nice here, but we should be going. I miss me wife and me oxygen. Yes, we all miss our loved ones and gases. Let's go! The opinions you just heard on Scuba Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. Okay, you know, what I just heard? Blah, 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 blah. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. Come on, quit yanking me. Scuba diving does involve risk and should never be conducted without proper instruction and training. Oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? I could die. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at scubaradio.com.